0: yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is Marketing Off the Mat, and it's Jessica with you today as your host, as always, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. We are talking about how to create stability in a yoga business, and I'm here with my friend Laura McKenzie, who is an incredible light and wisdom as a teacher, as a teacher trainer, and as a business owner. She has been teaching for over two decades and has also been a teacher trainer for the past decade. So she's seen it all from her own business, from her students' businesses. She has so much to share with us today. Laura also leads workshops, trainings, retreats all over the world, in addition to her one-to-one coaching and mentorship program for yoga teachers. She is the author of Cues for Yoga, Clear Language to Guide the Practice, An Invaluable Guide, and the number one book to support yoga teachers. She is an incredibly wonderful light. She's a passionate teacher, and you're going to love her energy. So let's dive in. Hey, Laura, how are you?
2: Hi, I am doing really, really well. How are you?
1: I'm so good. Thank you for being here today. We're so grateful to have all of your incredible energy and your wisdom and the yoga business uh, just with us today. Mm. So thank you.
2: Thank you. Well, uh, it's an honor for me and um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun.
1: Yes. Yes, it will. I'm. I'm sure of it. So, um, well, we got to hear a little bit about you in your introduction at the top of the show, but I would love to hear a little bit more about you, your journey, and how all of that brought you to where we are today.
2: Yes. Well, it's been a long journey. Uh, I have been. I guess we start back when I took my first yoga class, uh, which was back in, I think around 2000, uh, my husband gave me a five class pass for a local yoga studio for mother's day. I had two small children at the time and I had a corporate job, um, that I was really, really tired from. So I took this yoga class and what I remember so specifically, one is I still remember the teacher's name, It was that impactful. And I always remember that in teaching yoga too, that I still remember my first yoga teacher's name. So we don't always realize what sticks with people as yoga teachers. Um, But that class was so impactful for me and so inspiring. And it really connected me to something I didn't know was missing, which was me. It was the true essence of me. And from there, I continued to take yoga classes really on and off because again, I had a very busy schedule in life. And in about 2002, I received a mailer and this was actually in the mail because the internet (laughs) so shocking was not what it is today. And uh, it was for a 500 hour yoga teacher training program. And it said it was the only 500 hour in the state of Arizona. And at the time it was, which is very interesting. So I said yes to this year long 500 hour yoga teacher training program. I had not even said foot in the studio before. I took this program, but I really knew that I couldn't continue on the path I was on with uh, this corporate job that felt like it was just sucking all the life energy from me. I wanted to be a better mom, a better wife, and I wanted to show up better in my own life. So I committed to this program and I never looked back. I knew that I didn't want to go back to corporate uh, teaching or excuse me, working in a corporate setting. So I needed to make this work. Uh, So I taught everywhere, everybody I could for as long as I could. And then in 2012, I taught my first yoga teacher training program, which was when I realized this is what I really wanted to do. I wanted to support and educate yoga teachers in a bigger format. Because if I can support one yoga teacher, then they go out, right? and make a difference in whoever they're teaching, who then goes out and makes a difference in whoever they're teaching and so on. So the ripple effect I recognized was so powerful and it was so inspiring for me. So I've been training yoga teachers now for 10 years. And really in the midst of that, came the creation of Cues for Yoga. Um, I realized that the foundation of confident teaching starts with cues. And it was really what was holding a lot of teachers back from putting them putting themselves out there in a bigger way. So I created Cues for Yoga, Clear Language to Guide the Practice, and, um, and I just get to share uh, and be in the space with so many amazing teachers and collaborators. And um, in a nutshell, that's kind of... <laughs>
1: that's so cool. I just um I just celebrating with you. Like the the energy of of you telling your story is so joyous and you know you came from a place where you were feeling, you know, really burnt out and not like you were able to show up in the ways for your family and in life in general that you knew that you were meant to and you just listened. You just listened to the call. Mm. You checked the mail. <laughs> And you, and there was something about it that said, "Okay, I must pay attention. Like, there, this is the thing for me." And I'm so glad that you did that because, as you said, the ripple effect that is present from you just, you know, being aware and paying attention to your own needs. And how that's mm. rippled out into others and it, I'm sure into your family, but also into your business and to all the other amazing teachers whose lives that you've impacted. So mm-hmm. I'm just,
2: I'm just so glad. And then we get to be here today just because of that. Exactly. So, that's so cool. so right? awesome. I know. I love how, I just love how it all works out. I agree with everything you said. And for me, what I say to myself, to my students is follow the feeling. If there is a feeling of joy, if there is a feeling of purpose, if there is a feeling that is drawing you towards something, don't reject that, like really follow that feeling and it leads you to exactly where you're supposed to be.
1: Mm, follow the feeling. Yes, I hope if you're if you're driving right now, take notes later. But if you're near a notebook, <laughs> go ahead and write that down on a sticky or something because you yeah. need to see it later. That that's that's really really good advice. So you're you've been teaching teachers for ten years plus now, and you know you've written this book and you're helping teachers really kind of get their languaging together. And then a part of that also is, you know, as teachers. In your story and in mine, I, we taught everywhere that we possibly could. We are yes. you know, driving all over town before, you know, before school, after practice, whatever it is that you're trying to you're just filling your schedule and getting those hours and teaching. So I feel like it's a very common thing for teachers to feel really burnt out. And I know that you're really passionate about kind of creating stability in your yoga business. So, you know, what do you suggest for teachers in order to help them feel, you know, a a bit, a bit lighter when it comes to the load Mm -hmm. that they're carrying, like Mm -hmm. what kind of sustainability tips do you have for us today?
2: Absolutely. Because we know as new teachers, we are going to get out there and teach as much as we can. We want to make sure that we're balancing that out. And for me, And what I recommend to my teachers, the biggest balancing factor is your own practice. And now that, you know, the world is opening up again, more studios are opening up, there's more opportunities and venues to be able to take yoga. The balancing factor to me is coming back to your own practice, remembering why you started down this road to begin with. We lose sight of that as teachers. People look at me all the time and they're like, oh my gosh, you teach yoga, You know, you must take it all the time. I'm like, no, I teach yoga. I don't take yoga all the time. So (laughs) it's a reminder to me to go out there and practice. Practice what I'm preaching. Get back connected to my own practice. And for me personally, that's in a community setting. I have a strong home practice. I will meditate in the morning. I will move my body. But to be surrounded by a strong community of other yoga practitioners is so powerful for me. That just up levels the energy. And I just feel it even more. But the caveat to this is, take yoga as a yoga student, not as a yoga teacher. I know for myself, all included, I will take yoga for new cues. For new inspiration on sequences oh i'll be watching the person next to me and think about all the things i would say to them to better support their practice Uh uh-uh if you really want to avoid burnout it's going to be remembering to be a yoga student when you go and take yoga classes and that's taking classes taking workshops taking trainings if you can you know but getting back to being a student Will really help to support your own teaching in the world. Yeah, that's
1: oh, that's so good. And I feel like I you hit the nail on the head because I was just envisioning myself in one of the last classes that I took, and I didn't get to be in the spot that I wanted to be in. So I'm I'm around other, you know, we all know that's a thing, too, yes, right? Yeah, it is a thing. Our spot. Our spot. Uh, so I I got the you know the attachment ripped off of that. And I'm moving over to the spot where there's, you know, some, some newer students and I couldn't help, but just turn on the teacher brain yep, and thinking about those cues and like, what would I offer them? And I was not in my practice at all. And so, you know, I wonder too, like I, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I need to be practicing in community places that I don't teach more frequently.
2: Yeah. I really try to find, excuse me. Studios and environments where I don't know people. And having, you know, born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, teaching here for 20 years, training yoga teachers for 10 years, I know a lot of people in the community. So I have to really kind of search for an environment where I won't know people. And if I do know people, that practice is still mine. Go within, you know, close out whatever else is happening receive what that teacher is so beautifully offering, you know, the practice is always mine. I get to always decide what I'm going to do with it, but there are times where I do try to seek out classes or studios or environments where I, the chances are pretty good that I won't know anybody.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great tip. That's, and I like what you said. The practice is always yours. It's always, you know, it's always mine as the practitioner, you know, no matter, no matter where your mat lands, but just kind of seeking out those places, you know, If it's difficult or not, but the places that are you can still be in community, but maybe you're not seen as the person that's sometimes at the front of the room. Yes. You're you're just, you know, I mean you're doing air quotes, uh, if you're listening, but it it's you're just another person with a mat and and a body and breathing and being with yourself in that moment. I think that's so key too.
2: And I am just there to receive. I am strictly there to receive. I'm not there to make notes, I'm not there. I'm not there for anything other than my own practice. So that's for yoga teachers too, that when you have other yoga teachers in your classes, do not freak out. You do not have to dial it up. You don't have to dial it down. Do your thing because we are there to receive really with open hearts, open hearts, unconditional love.
1: Isn't that so true? Like, I love, I love that way you said that because when I'm teaching and another teacher comes into my class, it could be anybody. And I'm just immediately, there's that little like clench in my stomach where I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. I'm going to get find, found out, I'm sure, I'm sure, yes. that, you know, and yeah. when it's reversed and I'm going to another teacher's class, you know, maybe they're feeling that for me. I'm just like, no, I just, I just want to practice and be, you know, be in community. And, and as you said, receive. And I think if we could do a lot of service, if we could just remember that feeling as the student who's, who's also a teacher in, in the community.
2: Exactly. That is what we need to do as teachers is remembering when we take a class, we have no expectations. We are simply there to receive the class. And if we can remember that as yoga teachers, we're going to do so much. We're just going to take a load off of ourselves at the front of the room and just be able to share what we want to share.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think we could all use a little bit more of a load off these days. So
2: yeah, (laughs) 100%.
1: So, okay, so working on our practice, you know, really making the time and the space to, you know, tap back in, however that is for you, if it's in community, your personal practice, your meditation practice, or if you're, you know, your practice is off the mat, you know, whatever that is, So we make time for that. So in our businesses, what do you suggest for us as we're kind of trying to create some more stability in our yoga business?
2: Yeah. And it's such a funny thing because, you know, well, first and foremost, with regards to a yoga business, what I recommend to my teachers in their training program is to really treat it like a business. I think in the yoga world, we sometimes get a little relaxed in the way that we present ourselves as business owners. Um, a part of this bigger community. So please, please treat this as a yoga business. And you have your business name, uh, hopefully an LLC around it, you've got your insurance, you check social media uh, accounts, make sure that your name is available on those, like really do the strong setup behind the scenes And then I recommend that they decide how they want to put themselves out there. What is going to be a way for students to find them? It's not always a website. Sometimes it's going to be strictly through social media. I don't care if it's grassroots. You are advertising at a coffee shop. But but commit to that and decide what that's going to look like and and feel like for you. And then, you know, as I said, make sure as a balancing agent, you know, taking yoga classes, because my other thing for a business new teachers, especially is to teach yoga as often as you can, wherever you can. And I mean, I taught from a yoga studio to my grandparents, um, uh, Uh, They lived in, it's a small community in Arizona and uh, it's for snowbirds. You know, they would come out just in the winter time and it was just an older community of people. I had like five Dorothys and one Betty and uh, it was the sweetest thing ever, but I taught everywhere all the time because it's, it's really how I learned. I learned the most in teaching and you only get better at teaching yoga by teaching yoga. That's it. There is no secret sauce, there is no magic wand. You get better at teaching yoga by teaching yoga. So get out there and teach and teach anywhere. So start to look at your bigger community, look at your friends, look at your family, where they work, where they live, That's where you're going to find first opportunities to get in there and teach classes, which I think is super helpful. Um, And then get out of that studio box. I think the pandemic taught us that we really need to diversify, that there's so many opportunities to teach. We know that there's so many online platforms now to teach from. And that's, again, where uh, knowing how to strongly and confidently cue yoga gives you a much bigger platform to teach from. And then lastly, I really promote collaboration. I love collaborating with other yoga teachers as well as other healing practitioners because it gives you a different audience where you build new friendships, new opportunities, new collaborations. And, um, and then it's, and then it sustains you as you continue to move forward. Uh, You know, I think, I mean, you do such a beautiful job at supporting yoga teachers with your platform and your podcast, and we niche out over time, but in the beginning, we just want to know, like, we got to figure it out first, right? We got to put it out there in a bigger way. So don't be shy and trying things out that you probably didn't. Think about teaching in the beginning, but just try it all. It's how you figure out what you really want to share and how you want to share it.
1: Mm, that's so good. And oh, oh, my gosh, where do I even start? Because there was so many wonderful little pieces of information and inspiration, really, that you just shared. And, you know, one that comes to mind is just, you know, I'm going to double down on stepping out of the studio box. It's, um, you know, if you want to create stability in your business, it's, Probably isn't all going to come from teaching inside a studio environment. And as you said, like, look at the people around you. Where are they spending time? How can you serve them in those other arenas in addition to studio teaching? If if you like. Yeah. Um, It doesn't all have to be in the studio. And I, you know, I love like t- taking the practice to places where it, you know, might not necessarily have been before. And it kind of becomes a part of their community too, which is, I think at the end of the day, what we're all here for, right. More people to have yoga.
2: Absolutely. And when we look at our friends and family, it eliminates the cold call idea you know that i need to you know go to this random business or this not that you can't do that but if we start with friends and family it's a little more comfortable right it works we have an in whether it's at an apartment complex you know their community center or you know my aunt has worked at american express for 30 years i have an in for that it's a great place to start and from there we build again this community that we can continue to reach out to
1: yeah, that, that's so good. And I also would say, too, you know, for the new teachers that are listening, I don't know if this was your experience, but for me, like teaching people I knew was so much harder than teaching just, you know, the average student that was coming into a, a class that I didn't know. So I I felt like I really I really learned a lot.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. and And teaching people, you know, They, um, they feel like they can speak up. (laughs) They feel really, uh, honest about their, whether you've asked for their input or not. Um, you're going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of information from that. Don't let it stop you. Uh, keep what resonates, let go of the rest.
1: Yeah. And, and that's at the end of the day, I love the way, the way that you package that because that that's from every single teaching class environment workshop, you know, whatever it is, you have to put it out there and then, you know, let it go at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So I I love that. Like just taking our practice, you know, further out, being open to teaching in, in ways that maybe we didn't know about or hadn't considered and trying on things as we're getting started to see if, you know, who knows, maybe something actually will stick and what the ripple effect could be of you being open to something that you hadn't considered before. It's really great.
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's it. And just, you know, keep it inspired. Keep pushing yourself beyond, uh, you know, what you maybe thought you were going to do. Be open to other experiences as well.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think, you know, we can all, we can all take a step back most days if we get kind of in our our routines and, you know, the expectations of perhaps uh, ourselves or other people's expectations that get later upon us and, and what our businesses or, you know, what our teaching practice can look like. And just, as you said, kind of taking a higher view, stepping back a bit and really taking in you know wh- what what is happening in this moment and what in which way is the next right step? Yes,
2: beautiful, well said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I was only uh, recapping you. So <laughs> I
2: appreciate that. It sounded amazing.
1: Oh, we're doing such a good job. <laughs> okay, so if there's a teacher who's listening right now and they you know maybe they've been teaching for a while, they have, you know, they're like, okay, I hear you, Laura and Jessica, like, I've got to get back into my practice. You know, what would be, you know, another step or two that you would offer to them? You know, if they're listening right now, they're like, I just, you know, maybe I don't know if I want to teach anymore. Maybe I'm not sure if I actually even want to do this. Um, What do you have to offer to that person? Hmm.
2: Well, it's a reminder, again, why they started down this road to begin with. I think it's really important to, I always feel like the look back, is, is sort of the catalyst to the move forward. In yoga, we talk so much about the present moment, which I support completely. But the look back reminds us why we started down this path to begin with and already how far we have come. I think we can often be our own uh, like worst enemy, if if you want to say that, I know I really suffered from a high degree of uh, lack of self confidence, especially when I first started teaching, and it's been over the years that, of course, I've I've built that confidence, but. You know i still i still struggle with that even today and and it's a reminder that only i can share what i have nobody else can share it and so for the the new teacher or the teacher who's not sure that they want to put it out there are do you mean that or are you really just saying that because you don't believe in what you have to share And I'm here to tell you that you have something so profound and so unique and so authentic to you. And there are so many more people suffering in the world than there are people who are stepping up and really helping out. So uh, if you took a yoga teacher training program within your heart of hearts, to be able to go out into the world and and share these teachings in a bigger way, then please do that. And go to other teachers, take classes, listen to amazing and inspiring podcasts, do the things that are going to remind you that, wow, I, I do have something and just go out there. Even if you're teaching to one person that is impactful, one person that is impactful.
1: Mm, Yes. That, that's so good. And, um, I just, if you're, if you're listening, I had my hand on my heart for a couple of those moments because, you know, I, I so agree. If you, if you have this dream, you have it for a reason, what was not given to you for you to, you know, just assume that it's not for you because there's, there is one person at least, and probably a lot more who need you to step up. They need you to show up so they can have the transformations that they need so they can share with the next person and the next person, you know, be it in a teacher training situation, in a public class situation, as you said at the beginning, you never know who's listening and you never know really who you're impacting. So thank you for sharing that with us.
2: Mm, Well, you're very welcome. And uh, I think it's what I'm most passionate about in training yoga teachers is just to remind them that they already have everything that they need. And as you said, they wouldn't be given the dream if they didn't have the tools to implement it. So it truly comes down to knowing that you already are enough. The end. You already are enough.
1: I feel like I needed to hear that
2: message today. So (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And, from a teacher's perspective, the more that I give that away to others, the more I feel it in my own heart. Like it makes me want to weep.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling that I'm feeling that too. Well, thank you for, thank you for the reminder and you know, you're just beautiful open heart because clearly you're sharing that, you know, through, through the folks that are going to be listening to this or listening to this right now, as well as myself. So we're grateful.
2: Yay. Well, thank you. Thank you for the platform. It's amazing. Oh
1: yes. Okay. So I love asking this question and I can't wait to hear um, what, what you have to share with us. So if you could go back at any time to a previous version of you and in any phase of your life, you know, be it uh, in your business or you, pre-teacher training or when that mailer arrived in your Mm -hmm. inbox or your mailbox, I guess we say, (laughs) um, what would you tell yourself that could perhaps save maybe a sleepless night, a couple of headaches? What would it be?
2: Well, so much of it is honestly what I just shared. It is, um, it is remembering that, that I'm enough. I would say, don't wait for like, like the next big thing. You're not going to find uh, your path sitting on the couch. You're, you're really not uh, you have to get up and get out and really start putting yourself out there for myself. I recognized very early on that that feeling of fear that I would have inside. It was very contracted when I felt it. I knew I have to say yes to that. It's so, you know, because I knew that it was the contracted feeling that was fear that was keeping me stuck in uh, this kind of plain, small space. So anytime I felt that contracted feeling, I would put myself out there. But there was a period of time within that that I was... (laughs) I love education and I love taking trainings. I've taken so many trainings over the years, but I started to sort of over-educate myself thinking that I wasn't smart enough. I didn't know enough. So I would wait to do some of these like bigger, more, you know, in my mind at the time, epic teachings, whether it was a workshop, I didn't teach workshops till really later on in my teaching career, because I just didn't feel like I had enough information to fill that that period of time, you know, whether it was an hour and a half, two hours, three hour workshop. So I waited way too long, way too long. So I would tell Laura of old, you know, Just put it out there, put it out there. And it's how you learn what you want to share next time. And then you teach again and you go, oh yeah, now I want to share this. And you teach again and you go, oh yeah, now I want to share this. So I would just say... Don't wait to share some of these bigger, what what is perceived as bigger formatted teachings. Just get out there and start sharing them now online, in person, whatever's going to work best for you to start, but uh, to not wait. And don't think that you, we're always learning and growing. You're going to just know that you're always learning and growing. Be a student for life, but you have enough to share now. That Mm. would be. That's what I tell little Laura. We're so grateful for
1: little Laura and, <laughs> and, and for that advice. Cause I think too, I I see it a lot and it, I, you know, talk about it often. I, I feel like one of the things that we do as teachers, and I think a, it comes from a really good place because we care so deeply about getting it right. So the people that need it, get the thing that they need. I think that's where it comes from. And I think it stops us just as you said, from actually serving that people, that those people that we care so deeply about.
2: <laughs> that's what's so interesting about the whole thing. It yeah. is coming from such a loving place, but that's again, where I come back to, you already know enough, you have enough. And if you can be, if you can impact even one life, that's enough. So it. go out, it's worth it. Go out there and share.
1: Yeah. That, that's really, really good advice. And if you're sitting on something right now and you're listening, this is your sign. It's time. It's time. You got to put it out there. So
2: (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So tell us, um, I know you have this incredible book cues for yoga, and I know you have some other cool stuff coming up. So maybe tell us a little bit about all of those things.
2: I would love to. So Cues for yoga, clear language to guide the practice was, like I said, created over um, eight years of training yoga teachers and really seeing that what I saw keeping teacher stuff was their lack of confidence in cues. Now we think often this sort of language of yoga is Sanskrit. And I'm not talking about Sanskrit. I'm talking about, you know, right arm up, shoulder height, fingertips extended towards, you know, the opposite side of the room. And we don't talk that way. So it was keeping yoga teachers stuck and not being able to share the true practice of yoga, which comes from their heart. So Cues for Yoga really gets them out of their head and into their heart where the true practice of yoga lies. So I'm so grateful, inspired, happy to be able to share that with my yoga teacher training students. So it's made for yoga teachers. I teach it in my programs, but it's also a supplement for other yoga teacher training programs as well, which I want to be able to support in a really big way. Um, I also support yoga teachers with one-on-one coaching. So that you can find on my website, lauramackenzieyoga.com. Make sure you check the spelling of my name because Mackenzie is with an I, not an E. Uh, So lauramackenzieyoga.com. And that has my one-on-one coaching. It has the link to my Cues for Yoga book. It's in an ebook format, as well as a physical workbook that you can purchase. Um, So it just, it's available to anybody all over the world. And um, I also have a retreat coming up, which I am very excited about. Uh, This is the second retreat I have held with my dear friend. And this is going to be in India, January 16th through the 27th. It is 12 days in India. It is a sacred tour of the Ganges. So we travel north, uh, northern India through Rishikesh, Hardwar, and then we go down to Varanasi where we end our retreat and Varanasi is considered the oldest living city in the world. Wow. It's, It's beyond words. Uh, It's so amazing, so beautiful, so spiritual, so profound. We lead yoga and yoga nidra every single day to start the day and also to end the day so that you feel really grounded. Um, We guide you around uh, India in a way that we loved when we visited. So I had been to India many times prior and then I thought, why am I not bringing people with me? So we created this retreat. this specific retreat is we were supposed to lead in January of 2022 when travel started to open back up again so at the beginning of this year uh two days before we left India implemented travel restrictions so we had to shut it down and we just shifted the entire retreat to January of 2023. Um registration is still open we have a few spots left I would say we have an early bird uh, discount that we're offering right now through August 15th. But for uh, your listeners of this podcast, we will extend that through probably the first week of September um, to be able to better support anyone who might want to join us because we would just love to have you. It's just an absolutely incredible retreat, an incredible time. And I, um, I, want, I want you to be with us. So.
1: Well, thank you so much. You know, gosh, all the wonderful things that you have going on. So be sure to incorporate the link to your book and also your coaching offerings um, through your website. And... Any info that you want to share about the retreat, if it's a promo code or details on how to book, we'll definitely share that with the listeners in the show notes um, so they can check that out. Because, yes, I want people to go. That sounds incredible. And I'm just it's so neat that you're getting to share your journey that you've taken through India with everyone else. I think that's just so special.
2: It is. It's really special. Uh, we've had such a great time. Um, again, I'm excited to share it again. I'll definitely leave all of that. You can also find me on Instagram, Laura McKenzie yoga. So, uh, I leave a lot of videos. I try to do videos, tips, support for yoga teachers. My, um, my whole intention for living this life in this form, uh, is to love people into being. So if I can help you support you in any way, that's what I want to be able to do. So I just feel really lucky to have different platforms to be able to do that. And, uh, again, this time with you. So
1: yay. Yay. Yay, Indeed. Yeah. This is so, this is super fun. And I, as I said at the top, I just can feel your heart coming through um, the microphone. It's just, it's so great. And I'm glad that you listened to that call so many years ago and that you're sharing all of your incredible energy and wisdom with not only us, but everyone else out there in the world, more yoga for everybody. So
2: (laughs) more yoga, I agree. I agree with that so much. Um, it's why I train yoga teachers, uh, more yoga in the world, please.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Well, I'm really excited to share this with everybody and thank you again for your time. And, um,
2: let us know how India goes. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. What an honor. I just loved uh, having this time. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed
1: that chat with Laura as much as I did. She just has incredible energy. I just love hanging out with her and learning about her incredible journey in the world of yoga over the past couple of decades. She's just a wealth of knowledge and I'm definitely gonna check out her book. So you should too. It's Cues for Yoga, Clear Language to Guide the Practice, which will be in the show notes. Definitely check out her coaching offerings if you're interested in working with her and leveling up your business and your teaching practice and definitely check out that incredible India retreat that's coming up at the beginning of 2023. She extended a lovely promo code for marketing off the mat listeners. So check that out in the show notes. If you'd like to get that discount, I know it ends pretty soon. So don't delay as you're going over to her website, go ahead and book that retreat. All right. I am sending you so much love and sending you just abundant vibes in feeling stable and steady and sustainably sourced in your business, because that's what we need. We need more teachers that feel filled up, that their cups are full and that they are giving from that place. So I applaud you for coming to the show today to fill up your cup just a little bit with our conversation. And we're so glad to be here to serve you. And as you go out and serve your students. So we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care till then. Keep showing up.
0: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off The Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off The Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.